0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. Hello,
1: Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. We are continuing in John chapter 21, looking at the restoration of Peter. It's the place to be I Yesterday we focused on the fact That Jesus restores We see how this entire chapter is I mean the, the scenario that this chapter relates Jesus has recreated These important moments In Peter's life we, we talked about his initial call At the miraculous catch We talked about the feeding of the 5,000 With the bread and the fish And we talked about the charcoal fire Around which Peter had denied the Lord And all of this is recreated And the Lord is bringing Peter back and restoring him
0: you know an an interesting sort of geographical note when I had the opportunity to go to Israel a few years ago part of the tour of the Sea of Galilee is to see these different sites okay and they tell you well it happened here if it didn't happen right here then you can see it from here and uh, the place where this meal happened, where this restoration happened, was marked out on the shoreline of the Sea of Galilee or Sea of Tiberias, and there's a, an ancient old church that's there, and there's some decorations that kind of hint at, oh, okay, well, this was the this time. But what was interesting about that, you know, you were talking about how this highlights, recreates these moments in Peter's life, is from the shore here, you can see up the hill where the feeding of the 5,000 happened. That was a, another... That was another day's excursion, and we're like, oh, well, we were just here yesterday up the hill, and so uh, geographically, there is the recreation of these very significant moments. It's all happening right on top of each other. Uh, that's super cool. Just, I, and I haven't even thought about just the, the ability
1: to see and be reminded visually as well as what's going on, because, I mean, other than the denial, which of course happened down in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. uh, you, you've... He's fishing on the Sea of Galilee because that's where he always fishes. Right, that's exactly right. That other miraculous catch happened right around here. I mean, you know, so so again, whether they've marked those places. Exactly correct or not I'm assuming Because I've never been But I'm assuming If you're on that shore I mean you're pretty much Seeing most of that shoreline Absolutely And so anything that happened Near that shoreline yeah. Wherever they were They're they're seeing the memories Of all of that
0: Yeah That's right That's right That's powerful It, that's, it that's was really cool. and, and so again Just to, to underscore The recreation of these life events For this powerful moment Of restoration Which is what we're going to be Reading about today Yeah uh, I'm going to highlight John 21, and beginning in verse 15, John 21, verse 15, and I'm reading from the New King James Version today. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished, but when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke, signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. And I just got to say real quick, wow. When you think about this idea of girding yourself and walking where you wished, and this is being said on the bank on the shore where peter grew up where he lived coming out of the village of capernaum and Bethsaida and all these little villages in the environs this is where he walked when he wished yeah
1: this is this is his life this is he's done what he wanted all the, his whole life has been conducted right here. You, you've been able to traipse on these shores, fish on these waters, live in these villages, and you, you've been able to go where you wanted, but the time is coming and, and you won't, you're going to be taken where you don't want to go. I kind of want to reserve that conversation. Let's, I want to back up here. He's, Jesus is restoring Peter, but in, in, in addition to restoration to me it is so powerful and comforting to recognize that jesus doesn't just bring him back into the fold mm-hmm. it's not hey yes you can come hang out with us but you know if you could hang out over there i mean look yes yes i'll forgive you but you'll never be quite the same all right you're you're tarnished goods mm. and if you'll just stay on the outskirts you had your chance i'll let you back in but I'm going to start focusing on some of these other guys now. That's not the way it is. He restores Peter in the relationship that they had and has a role and responsibility Mm. for Peter. He Mm. has a job for Peter to do. It's not come in, but, you know, stay off to the side and come in and I'm going to let these others push you to the side. It's come in, get back in the middle, get not get back to work.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. Now, Let me riff on that in just a minute, or comment on. I'll guess. Uh, Where does why are we on the seashore? I, I back up in the story, and Peter said, "I'm going fishing." Yeah, right. I'm going fishing, and there is his life's work and career, if you will. But as you had highlighted, well, what we've done is recreated in this miraculous catch of fish the day that he was called, and Jesus told him, "I will make you a." Fisher of men. Fisher of men. He had gone back to a job of fishing, Mm -hmm. right? But his job was to be a fisher of men. And I see even a a, a further contrast here. You've been a fisherman, but I need you to be a shepherd. I need you to be a pastor. And that's what your work is now. Tend my sheep. None of this going back to the fishing.
1: Yeah. I I often struggle. and I go back and forth how intense this I'm going to go fishing is. Is this a, a real purposeful choice? You know what? Jeez, I, we saw Jesus. We saw him again. But now it's been we've come to Galilee. He hasn't shown up. I don't know what to do. I'm going back to my old life. Or is it just. I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm going to draw back to what's comfortable. I revert to what's mm-hmm. normal. I don't know how intense and purposeful this is, but in either case, I do think we've got this: the life of fishermaning. Yeah, fishing, fishing, fishermaning, professional the, fishing, professional, professional fishing, or. Are you going to do what Jesus has called you to do?
0: I I think we have to explore that because we're just not talking about, hey, I need a quiet day. I'm going to grab my cane pole. No. (laughs) You know, and go throw a line in while I do some thinking. Right. He's out on the boat with his guys with the big nets. He's doing the job. This is the job. This he, is he's the, doing the profession. The quote commercial fishing.
1: Yeah, and so we we do need to think about that. Yeah, and and again, whether it's the purposeful, I'm going back to my old life, or just I'm falling back into old habits. Patterns, here's what here's yeah. here's what comforted me. Here's what I would do when I was stressed before. What we've got is Jesus calling him back to, hey, I called you from this. Mm-hmm. You left this. And and as you feed my sheep, as you fish for men, it's not go back to this. Right? And look, I'm not opposed to bivocational preaching no, in the no, modern no, no. world. Paul did tent making, and that's not what Jesus is. Jesus is not telling Peter, you're not allowed to, to, to be bivocational if you have to support yourself. He's not saying that. But, but it is an issue of what's your call, what's your role, exactly. what's your responsibility, what's your life really about
0: yeah you 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 need to be a preacher and a fisher of men and a pastor maybe you do some fishing yeah but it's not that you're going to be a fisherman and every once in a while you preach a sermon
1: and it's not going to be when things are confusing and hard and tough go back to that right now I do want to make sure I understand not everybody in the body of Christ is going to be an apostle (laughs) yeah I think probably just 12 or 13 (laughs) those, those slots are filled and not everybody who is in the body of Jesus Christ is going to be a preacher. Correct. All right. So the the point is not everybody who becomes a child of God needs to give up their day job and go start preaching somewhere. But what I do want to see is that when Jesus restores us, when he brings us into his family, he does have a role for us. Mm. It's not just here sit and warm a pew. It's not just here come in and hang out with us. It's if you love me, there is a job for you to do. Now the difficulty for us is that we don't have Jesus standing in front of us saying, "Andrew, here's your job." Right. I've 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 I hear I know what the right job for you is. Or, you know, Bob, I know what the right job for you is, or Cindy, I know what the right job for you is, or or, or Mary, it, you know, it's it's not that. We grow we see what we're passionate about we see what we have a natural aptitude for we see what what attracts us and draws us we see what we have opportunities for and very often that's the issue do i have an opportunity to do something i think about tabitha what she saw was widows who needed garments made and she just went and did that job and and i again jesus has a job for us he hasn't just called us in to just hang out with the rest of the sheep but to put us to work and Paul, when he's writing to the Ephesians, he talks about what every part supplies, that it can work together with the other parts, and the joints will work, and the body will grow and build itself up in love. The recognition, Jesus
0: has a job for you. Well, and I know that somewhere in Thessalonians... (laughs) Uh, we are taught to aspire to a quiet life. Oh, yeah. You know, to to work and to do good with our hands. Uh, particularly in Thessalonians, we're called to excel in love, yeah. right, and for the brethren. And, and I appreciate what you're saying, you know, particularly when you know you're a younger person. I'd like to say it's limited to when you're a younger person, but just throughout your life, you have these moments of what am I doing with my life? and yeah. What should I be doing with my life? And I, and it's not that I don't want to honor God, but boy, could you just tell me, you know, should I be a preacher again? Should I go be a plumber or, you know, whatever it ought to be. Yeah. But having said that, there are particular guidelines that show us you're not making a wrong choice if you are honoring Christ and serving him in whatever vocation you choose, sure. Whatever house you want to buy, you know the the person that you choose to marry. Um, you, you're not going to get beams of light from on high to show you this is the way, this is the one, right? But in the principles of the Word of God, you're taught how to love and how to serve and grow as a disciple and honor Christ to make all of these decisions glorifying ones, that in the pro- God glorifying ones, that in his providence, he can use your agency and your choices to affect greater good, spiritual good for other people. And and I think coming at it from that perspective, it sets a, a little bit of, or gives a little bit of comfort to us. Well, I haven't violated the will of God. Oh yeah. You know, because I did choose to become a plumber, or right? whatever the vocation was.
1: And whether you're a plumber, a lawyer, a teacher, a used car salesman, uh, whether you make widgets or whether you preach, the issue is obey the Lord wherever you are. That's right. Take the opportunities that are put before you to follow God, to walk in his footsteps, to talk about his kingdom, to share the light of Jesus Christ with your family, with your neighbors, with your coworkers. All of those things need to happen. And then think about the fact that you're going to be involved in a flock, a local flock yes. Of God's people. And there is work to be done among those people. There are folks who need encouragement. There are folks who need financial help. There are folks who need emotional support. There are folks who need to be visited. There are folks who need garments made, who right. need their grass cut. There are sermons that need to be preached. There are classes that need to be taught. Uh, there are folks who need to be visited in the hospital. There are all these things to be done so that the congregation can continue to do its work reach out to the leaders when you're within your congregation the elders and just just find out and in fact yeah. just get to know get to know your brothers and sisters and and fill the needs that you see in those relationships jesus has a role for you and a work for you within that congregation more than showing up on sunday and wednesday night and hearing things
0: amen start by getting to know the people in the pews around you yeah well serve them
1: we've got so much more to talk about for peter but i think we're gonna have to wrap it up today holy lord god thank you thank you for making sure john included this final vignette this final account in his gospel that he didn't stop at what we have is john 20 thank you for letting us witness the restoration of peter because it comforts me And it it helps me know that I can turn back to Your Son when I have failed and faltered, even after becoming a disciple. And it also reminds me that when I am restored, I don't have to, I don't have to hide. I can, I can step up and. Do the work that you have for your disciples, and I pray that we can be a congregation of people that are busy doing that work, knowing our brothers and sisters, loving our brothers and sisters, shining the light around those who are not our brothers and sisters. And Father, I pray that you would help us to draw folks into your family because of the love they see among us here. It's through your son, Jesus, that we pray these things. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today.